0: Hello and welcome to How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed, for the depressed. I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Lindsay.
0: And once again, we are in a room together. Huzzah. Huzzah! And Lindsay, how are you holding up?
1: I'm doing mediocre. How are you doing?
0: I'm also doing mediocre, but I also am down to 37.5 milligrams of medication. And that's... Making my brain two sizes too big for my skull. So that's cool. How, but what's, what's, got, what's got you going in a, um, a not-so-chill direction? I
1: think I will have to process it more before I discuss it on the podcast fair, which is a boundary which we'll be talking about today today we will be discussing consent and boundaries it's a hot topic since army hammer has been in the uh, oh, news yes. and in general it should be discussed yes. um but before we do any of that we wanted to thank our lovely patreons
0: we wanted to thank specifically all of them for being amazing yes. and fantastic so thank you time lord tay megan parker Lexi, Jennifer, Esther, Kevin,
1: and of course, Alicia.
0: Thank you all so, so incredibly much. You are all the wind beneath our wings, and we cannot say how we wish we could do more for you, and we want to, and we will, and we will. (laughs)
1: And we are excited to hopefully very soon play games and talk on the Discord. Yes. So, Consent and Boundaries. We wanted to put a warning up. This is an unscripted episode. Most of our episodes are.
0: Yeah. So we
1: might be touching on some topics that are uncomfortable for some of you. This is a trigger warning. We may not go there. If we do go there, we will be very delicate. Um so we want to let plenty of time yes for you to disengage.
0: Yes. So if this is not something that you are capable of handling for whatever reason, there's nothing wrong with that. Skip this episode. Come back next week. We will be here.
1: Okay, so why we're talking about this specifically is because I have been obsessively watching YouTube videos on this Army Hammer fiasco. If you don't know what that is, I don't. I'm going to tell you. So, Army Hammer is an actor. Uh, I think best known for the social network, that Facebook movie. Oh, I thought he was a baking Um, soda. No, I know. Everyone's like, he sounds like some kind of household cleaning item. (laughs) Um, He's also the child of a multi-billionaire, I believe. He's in fuel. I'm going to be honest. I don't know much. Anyway, why he's in the news right now is because a string of very private messages has been released. And it was him talking about how he wanted to have his partner remove her ribs so he could eat them. And um, he wanted to literally eat her heart, that he was literally a cannibal. And a lot of other things that people are saying are specific fetishes. That is... um, Um, So... (laughs) That's that's super specific. It was very intense. Um, A lot of women have come out and started posting their pictures of these conversations. We cannot prove any of these things are real right now. And um this is not an episode on specific kinks or BDSM. I think it could be very confusing for those of you who are not in the BDSM community to know like, well, it's not just like in the weird kinky community or what. Now that is a very, 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 very fringe topic. It's not something that I think would be considered mainstream kink. That is, regar- regardless of the point, uh-huh. the issue was there was a lot of coercing in the conversation. These girls have come out and said he'd made them do things they weren't ready to do. They didn't want to say specifically what. One of the women, he said he wanted to uh, brand her and she thought that he was joking and then he plunged a knife into her uh, abdomen above her lady bits. To carve his name into her. okay. So, I wanted to talk about um, how when you have this kind of thing, a lot of people focus on the horror of, oh my gosh, he's a cannibal. Wow, what a perv. Or like, all these jokes and stuff. What we need to be talking about is the fact that consent is a very confusing thing and it isn't talked about and a lot of us ladies have been raised to be polite to try to please the people who are around them to not make anyone uncomfortable um it's something Mm -hmm. that i've heard time and time again we're like a woman felt kind of uncomfortable, but like they got kind of cornered by a guy and they just kind of like went along with something. They were like in an elevator. And even though you get that vibe, you're like, oh, I should leave this situation. And you don't because you're like, I don't want to be rude and like make them feel a certain kind of way. Right. Um,
0: there are other situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot has been going around lately with uh, the con- te- the concept of grooming. That was another
1: thing. He would groom slash brainwash. Yeah,
0: Yeah, like underage grooming uh, from like, not just like film stars and other other YouTubers in particular is like anybody who is suddenly thrust into a position of power and suddenly, oh, you mean they were, they were trying to groom underage girls to be eventually in love with them when they became legal? Hmm. So
1: what, what is grooming, Chris?
0: So grooming is that kind of, uh, from, from the perspective of someone in power, you uh, you groom someone into thinking, yeah, I've got your best interests at heart. Don't worry. I'm going to be there for you. N- when do you turn 18? Oh, then, it- days. A matter of days. It's very, uh creepy to say the least
1: yeah it's basically establishing an emotional connection with somebody a
0: dependency yeah also and kind
1: of creating this like codependency yeah exactly and Mm. it's seen a lot with um older people and minors unfortunately um we're seeing that like you said over the internet it is rampant it is insane how many famous 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 youtubers who are seen as lovely wonderful people it comes out later that they were talking to 14 year old 15 year old girls sometimes even younger and having inappropriate conversations like hey do you know what sex is like do you Mm -hmm. you know that kind of stuff and this is important to talk about because a lot of us who maybe were groomed or were in a situation where something happened to us that we didn't want to happen we feel guilty about it. We feel embarrassed about it. Um, and we don't know how to talk about it. It can affect our mental health. In fact, I think it always does. Yeah. <laughs> always,
0: always, always. Always. Um, and this isn't just, um. I mean, to be perfectly honest, this is something that doesn't even need to go into the extremes of like, you know, cannibalism and you're a celebrity. This can happen in everyday relationships. This can happen in just any capacity just from the get-go of not 100% consenting Mm -hmm. because you don't want to scare off this person. Oh, they seem so nice. I don't want to... I've I've been dating such trash people and this person... Well, they have a couple red flags, but let me just put on these rose-tinted glasses real quick. And it's fine. Now they're just flags. Yeah. So following that same path, like, this is not... Something that is just endemic to like the scream sheets or whatever, you know. And this
1: doesn't have to even be like sexual or romantic. I mean, people can groom you to become dependent on them in the workspace. Yeah. Right? Like, oh no, I'm your mentor. I'm here to help you. I'm here, you know, and they kind of like take you under their wing as what you feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, Grooming can come out in a lot of ways. Again, we're not therapists. We are not professionals in this. This is stuff that we've just experienced. Yep. know about have researched a little bit uh but we wanted to talk about it because i think that there's n- there's never too much conversation about this kind of dark stuff that's happening you need to shed yeah. as much light on it and as much education on it as you can um if we get anything wrong just message us and we will talk about it in the next episode mm-hmm. um so some signs let's say that you are an adult and you have a teenager, a kid, and you're worried that something weird's going on. Um, some of the signs are like being very secretive, some, mm-hmm. like rushing to go talk to somebody online, and you don't know who they're talking to or who they're texting. Like, what are you who talk? What are you doing? Um, I think being more withdrawn, mm-hmm. not engaging as much, um, and behavior that is like. Like where did you get that word? What do you what what do you like what is that what do you, I've never heard you say that thing that phrase before. I've you know that kind of stuff.
0: Sudden shifts in behavior, I mean in general like if when you're a teenager, that's almost like intuitive. Like there's going to be shifts. Because you are growing. a you're a sponge. Yeah. You're a sponge who is given like a crap ton of input, especially now with yeah. the entirety of the world accessible at your fingertips through the through the internet yeah. like there's so much to absorb and just kind of process and we're not given that kind of time like i mean we you and i grew up when the internet was the Wild West.
1: Yes, yes. And so... Uh, You never know who you're talking to. (laughs) Don't give your address out. Yeah, of course. And now,
0: (laughs) you know, the complete opposite is the case. We, We let perfect strangers pick us up in their cars. So now it's at a point where, like, the internet has evolved into a place where, yes, there are more protections out there. And yes, there is more to be said as far as, like, education and people knowing more yeah but that just makes people who would do you wrong more clever and it makes them plan out more
1: and we're used to seeing it i mean Mm -hmm. if you look at millie bobby brown she's the actress who played 11 in stranger things um if you didn't watch it, it's the girl with the little shaved head she was like 14 or 15 when she started wearing these gowns that were like plunging neckline very adult makeup very uncomfortable she looked like a 30 year old woman i mean Mm -hmm. they were and we found out that um oh i can't remember his name drake i think it was yeah it was drake drake had her number and it came out that she would like talk with him and everyone's like oh my god this guy is grooming her to eventually be his girlfriend or whatever Like you see it time and time again so consent and boundaries Obviously, when you are growing up and you are evolving, it is hard to know what is a boundary for you because you don't know who you are, Mm -hmm. what's okay, what's not okay, and you don't have the right... Like, you you can't give consent. But us as adults, after the age of 18, um, it's still a problem for a lot of us. I know that I have struggled really hard and it has wrecked me in some situations. And I think one of the ones that we can all agree that we've all experienced is just agreeing to go along with something because you are too run down emotionally to have the energy to fight it. Yeah. And somebody stronger comes in and pushes and pushes and pushes.
0: Yeah. This could be, you know, a family member invites you over for dinner or, a friend wants to go out and do something but you're exhausted then you you know you don't want to but if you say no well then they'll get upset you don't want to make them upset i experienced this almost daily uh with several relationships that i had where i just would be a yes man i would just go along with it because the alternative was Well, here comes another screaming fit or Mm -hmm. here comes uh, a depressive episode or here comes, you know, any number of potential disastrous consequences for not doing what they wanted. And once you've established that you have no boundaries like that, your, your idea of, well, am I actually giving this person consent to rule my life like this? You're not but you're still going along with it.
1: I think, okay, now this is going to be a touchy subject. I think not that eating ribs wasn't, Um, <laughs> but this <laughs> is one that might be a bit of a trigger for some of us. I think that happens a lot in relationships. So yeah. I didn't know growing up that rape could happen if you're in a relationship where you love your partner. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. And um. so, I think, how do I want to wear (laughs) this? I think the issue is for a lot of us ladies is like a lot of the time you're not in the mood. Sure. And you know that if like you go along with it long enough, sometimes you get in the mood. And so a lot of women go with stuff that they just don't want to. And it ends up being psychologically traumatic and physically traumatic. And... Then it goes out into court where it's like, well, what, like you, you didn't say no.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And that's something I went to therapy about where it was like, what, at what part, when, when were you, you know, like I know ladies who didn't, they couldn't say no, but they weren't like, it was very obvious that it wasn't a yes. Yeah. Cause the, the thing is, it's not just, we don't have just fight or flight. We also have freeze Yeah. and you know, like a deer freezing in the headlights And I know some folks who froze in the moment. And the person who was engaging in the sexual behavior or the behavior that they didn't want to go with um, sometimes didn't even necessarily know that it was a problem. So this is why consent needs to be talked about. Yeah. So it is our responsibility to know ourselves well enough to have the boundaries and the communication skills to be able to put that out there. Yes. Because what ends up happening is you get more traumatized when you just go along with it for the ease...
0: Mm-hmm. you start
1: getting se- you don't even realize and this doesn't have to be sexual trauma this could be re- like re- relationship trauma right just like yeah. you just you're so tired of the fight and you're you're depressed and you're anxious and you just don't you just go along with it and that's what happens in codependent relationships and have been relationships that end up getting abusive
0: mm-hmm. emotionally toxic friendships we forgot an entire episode on toxic friendships alone <laughs> which we
1: could do probably part two and three and four and five on honestly yes um, yeah I just found out that I was in a very 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 it was so deeply embedded. The toxicity in that relationship that I didn't, I'm still learning about yeah. the long lasting effects. So I think uh, I've heard from some of our viewers or listeners, viewers, listeners, was, yeah. um, that therapy is scary or intimidating or something that they might not necessarily like think is for them. Mm-hmm. I think just to figure out what your boundaries are and understanding consent for yourself. It is, like, pivotal. Yeah. Because if you don't... I know some people who just don't know what they want. Yeah. At all. Like, they just don't know. And, like, you have to find that in yourself. You have to figure that out. And that is not to say, obviously, we can't always control what happens and what other people do to us. We don't always have control. No. Um, unfortunately, it happens every day. And at that point, you know... We burn it all down. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: for real. Uh,
1: but just for, like, you know, when you do have the the, the power to... And, and and we need to be educating our friends and our circles about, like, consent. And, mm-hmm. and that consent is sexy.
0: Yeah. I love that the quote. Consent is sexy. Consent is sexy. There is something to be said, though, about... In particular, when you talk about your boundaries like that... Um, It was uh, one of the last dates that I went on uh, with a new person and it was after they had said something. They had said something that made me really feel shitty and I was able to establish a boundary and go, hey, what you said made me feel shitty and I need to talk about it and at first, she didn't understand why I thought it made, me, why it made me feel shitty and, you know, did some blame on me. And I had to go, okay, <laughs> no, no, no. You said the thing. It impacted me in a negative way because what you said was a negative thing. So that is why I want to talk with you and go, hey, do you realize that what you said was a shitty thing? And this is why. In previous relationships, I never would have had those conversations. Not once. Mm. I had had many a shitty thing said to me, about me, around me. Mm. And almost every time, I just would kind of go... I would logic myself into a corner Mm. of... Oh, they're saying it because A, B, and C... Yeah impacted them in their growth and how they have evolved as a human being. And that's... Uh, it, it's excusable. It's yeah. excusable because they themselves have been through trauma. Yeah. Which is not the case.
1: Yeah, no. that That's something that we have an episode on, I believe, is you can't excuse bad behavior. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. Your trauma does not give you a right to be an asshole. Yep. Like, that. that is part of... That is part of your personal boundaries. Yep. It's part of consent, also. Yeah. For sure, because just because... Yes, you have had a shitty time, yep. and I, I, of all people, will totally be like, yes, shitty times are shitty, and it sucks when you have them.
1: And yeah, it's not your fault no. for the trauma that you have gotten, no. but it is your responsibility to heal.
0: Yes. It's your responsibility to acknowledge the hurt that you have been through, yeah. and mm-hmm. to not put blame on everyone.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you can blame a certain amount of it on the person who abused you and hurt you and traumatized you. Yeah. But once you start deflecting that same hurt outward to others, it's no longer, it's no longer their fault.
1: You know, I think it's really interesting talking about boundaries within dating realms when Mm -hmm. you're just trying to get to know people. Yeah. Because I think a lot of us want Things to work out. And so you put up with stuff that you really shouldn't or really don't want to in the hopes that things will just kinda clear themselves out or just like work out or whatever. Or in
0: the or in the path of compromise. Yeah. Where you sit there and go, Well, this is a healthy communicative communicative relationship. Yeah. I am making compromises. They're making compromises. We are both in the state of trying to appease each other.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's it's good to be comprom it's good to have compromises. When you're trying to think of Well, I don't want Mexican tonight for dinner. Can we have Thai instead? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's compromises to be made, but not compromises to be made on your safety and your mental health and definitely not on your boundaries.
1: Listen, being in any kind of friendship, relationship, anything that is toxic is not worth it. If it Mm -hmm. is your mom, if if it is your boyfriend, if it is your girlfriend, if Mm -hmm. it is your sister, It is not worth your mental safety. Here's the thing we have an episode on this, but I wanna reiterate self esteem, self worth is pivotal, and it's frustrating. Because we are all so tired and we are all so worn down by the day-to-day grind and trying to find enough energy to shower, let alone find (laughs) yourself worth and self-esteem. But the problem is, then we get pissed off when someone pushes our boundaries that we didn't even realize that we had. And suddenly we're doing things we didn't want and we resent those around us who never meant us harm in the first place. Yes. And then it's like, well, whose fault is it? That person did this, this, and this, and it pissed me off but I didn't say that it was bothering me and now it's gone too far, you know? Hmm. Now I'm just more upset and guilty for feeling upset.
0: <laughs> it's amazing how kind of like a house of cards our mental health is built upon. We are we are not you know inflexible. Mm. We are not, you know, juggernauts being unstoppable forces with immovable objects. We are just trying. Yeah. We are all just trying our best. Even the yeah. worst of us. Like, it's hard to say that because we've known, we've all known some shitty people in our lives. We've known some shitty people. And we have to acknowledge, even in the shittiest human being, they are trying their best. And their best just happens to be shitty.
1: I actually disagree. Really? Yes. Because I agree with you up to like 80%. percent mm mm-hmm. I have come to the decision that we have all dealt with narcissists, psychopaths, and sociopaths. For sure. And I feel like those are demons in human skin (laughs) or (laughs) aliens or something. Because I'm really uncomfortably empathetic and an emotional person. And it has been shocking to realize that some of those closest to me are absolutely not that and mm-hmm. are fine with hurting people yep. and are fine with manipulating people and do it all the time for their own personal gain. And I think that um that's why you gotta look out for yourself because you never know. And this is this is why I wish I wish there was mental health education in high school. Yep. You should we should all be learning about psychology. We should understand why consent's important and who can consent what can't consent you know what are boundaries what is mental illness what does that look like yep i hate that mental illness i feel like it's not an illness i'm not like sick with a cult but regardless that's my own um but you know just like think about how different all of your lives would have been if we would have just understood some things about ourselves and the world around us and how to connect how to ask for help
0: yeah It's so wild to think of, because coming from the two of us, we've both been raised by... I mean, we've been raised in an environment where, more or less, we were expected to care about other people. Yes. And, like, there is a considerable amount of growing people out there who are told, you only need to care about yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh... And people who, or they just come to that conclusion. That's, that is the conclusion they draw is I need to care about myself because I'm number one and that is it. Yeah. Having those kind of thoughts and feelings have never been in my mind ever. Like it's weird to even imagine a thought pattern in my head where I go, yeah, I don't give a fuck about anyone but me that I don't know what that's like i can't even begin to imagine what that's like because it's so far removed and yeah, that's that's weird and that's the danger but that's just it being empathic and being somebody who i feel so able to like feel how other people feel feel like all of a sudden i'm like i can't imagine that yeah that is so outside being my cut realm. off
1: of everything yeah it's
0: so outside my realm of reality fuck that i don't want that yeah. i don't want to be that that won't be selfish. It's gross. Don't be selfish. <laughs> don't be selfish.
1: All right. So here are some things I would like you guys to think about. Yes. If you have a, if you feel like boundaries are something that you've never really thought of, or are like kind of a, a blind spot for you, as they were for me, mm-hmm. just a couple of years ago, and me. Um, thank God for therapy.
0: Yeah.
1: And books. Uh. Here are some things that I would recommend. I would recommend getting a journal.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I would recommend writing down things that made you feel out of control and weak. I would recommend writing down things that made you uncomfortable, but you did them anyway. Mm-hmm. I would recommend writing all that stuff down if you have a hard time figuring out like what you're okay with. Because if you can see what you're not okay with, that is a good place to start. Definitely. Um, I would recommend writing down, if you're single, writing down a list of things that you are okay with, with like, you know, like maybe some conversations or whatever, like you can like, okay, I'd like them to like hiking, but if they don't, it's fine. But also a column of stuff that is just not okay ever, never, never, never. Okay. So like a green column, a yellow, orange column, and like a red column.
0: Yeah, like racism in the red column uh, feels like that should be a pretty standard one. (laughs) If they're racist, don't date them.
1: In my column of red, one of the first things I wrote down was cruelty. Ooh, yeah. I can't stand somebody who is cruel to anybody else or to animals. I can't stand it. It makes me physically ill. So now the hard part is when you are dating and you're kind of getting a crush and then you see them be nasty to a waitress for a second. Oh, yeah. And you're like, well, they're not usually like that. They don't treat me like that. Like, I'm sure that was just a fluke. Maybe he was in a weird mood. Maybe kind of uncomfortable, but I don't want to bring it up. I'll talk about, you know. And then you start seeing that pattern of behavior and other things. So my hard, uh, no, that's not how you say that. My challenge (laughs) with my boundaries, I like write them all out and do all the homework. And then like following through with what you will not put up with. So yeah, just follow through with the promises you make with yourself too. Um, that will help start that because I know I've talked to a couple of folks who were like, I just don't know how to I just don't know how to reinforce boundaries. And I think one of the things that i I don't know if you've struggled with this, but like you promise yourself that you're going to exercise more or you promise yourself you're gonna do that little taxing that you forgot or you promise yourself you're gonna call your mom. If you don't follow through with the promises you make, how in the hell are you going to communicate? With other people and, like, expect them to follow through with it.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I 100%. I suck at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am I'm notoriously bad at, like, making myself a promise. Yeah. And then, I mean, how many times, I wish I could count, have I sat there and gone, I have a fridge full of food that I just bought at the grocery. I'm going to meal prep for this week. Oh, my
1: God. I've done that a lot.
0: Whoops, all that spinach suddenly is now in liquid form. Stop. That's great.
1: <laughs> totally done. So like I'm gonna eat so much healthier and I get all those vegetables and then half of them go bad. It is awful.
0: <sighs> it's it's so frustrating, beyond frustrating at this point, because I'm like, I just don't want to I'm tired of like hundreds of dollars of takeout. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Please, yeah. I'm just trying to save a little money. <laughs>
1: Stop my food. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah. This is... By the way, all this is great, fabulous advice that we give you guys. We are always constantly forgetting and then re-remembering and re-educating ourselves and continue... It is a forever thing of just trying to, like, do right by yourself because, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're in and out of depression like I am, and sometimes I don't even know when I'm depressed. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just lower what... How I... Like I treat myself like crap. you know like that inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then oh. when other people aren't being maybe the best to me, it's like, well, whatever they're right.
0: yeah, oh, yeah that's, <laughs> that's the best one where yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you yeah, you remember that thing that you told yourself you were you were wrong about? Yeah, others think you're wrong about it too. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. Oh, uh, it's hard. Oh, here's some evidence. Mm, nom, nom, <laughs> nom, tasty, and
1: this is why it's so important. For us to surround ourselves with loving, good
0: people. People well,
1: who add to your life, who tell you when you're being stupid and they love you and to pull you out of that funk.
0: Best person you can have in your life is someone who tells you you're full of shit.
1: Yeah, but in a loving way. But in a loving way.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes but... you do need the not loving way, but you, know you absolutely want the loving way. Yeah, know. for real. So ultimately, like, I think one of the best bits of advice that I can give as far as my own learning how to respect my own boundaries Mm. uh, as we wrap up. By far, the best thing that I thought of was when I am out with someone or if I'm, you know, in a conversation with someone, if somebody says something that is morally wrong or factually wrong, or even something that just strikes me as like, well, wait a minute, there should be no fear. Try to remember in your heart of hearts, you are standing up for what you think and what you feel. And sure, you may not be right all the time, but if you make the commitment to understanding what you know and embracing it and knowing that you know what you know and that people should not deter you unless it's factually right like
1: that's a good piece of
0: it be understanding that you know what you know and you know yourself better than you give yourself credit for True. so when somebody says something and you feel that little pang in your gut that just feels like, ooh I don't like that. Remember that you absolutely know what your boundary is then because your gut just literally imploded in on itself. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, ooh I don't like that.
1: Oh, guys, I hope there was some interesting takeaway from this episode. And I hope you internalize some of your fabulousness and you protect yourself and you maybe help somebody else learn about their wonderfulness and they can learn to protect themselves as well it's a hard world and we just need to be able to communicate and be loving and have a great time yeah we're here together do the best we can do the best we can
0: on that note uh thank you all for listening uh follow us on instagram at hey who podcast we mentioned we have a patreon we're getting on top of that yay it's kind of cool we're gonna be doing some stuff soon stay tuned for that um yeah if you have a question comment haiku poetry (laughs) you want to send us go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com
1: if you want to do something uh just, just like drop a little like or a note to us. Facebook's a great way for us to see it. Cause yep. we'll see it like right away. I get notifications and mm-hmm. I'll just like, I'll just say, it's nice to like, see you guys interacting. And it's a boost for us too, man. Like what a year this January, February has been, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: what a full 365 days. These two months have been already.
1: Oh man. All right, guys. We love you. And as always.
0: Don't Don't tell tell us to to just get over it. it.